Protector of law and order. Boys and girls, it's time for our first VE Day message. As a reminder, to ask you if you've started saving for that war bond yet. As you know, this month is the big seventh war loan drive. Now, maybe buying bonds isn't exactly a glamorous job, but few bo- uh, jobs are, especially the kind of jobs that the guys in the infantry have. Take Corporal John Orcutt, for instance. He was on the Siegfried line, and his job was repairing brakes and wire lines to see the communication service was maintained. During seven hard weeks of fighting there, Corporal Orcutt constantly braved enemy fire to fix broken telephone wires. And more than once, he lifted his carbine and picked off a few German snipers before returning to his repair job. Almost every move that he made was in the open, under steady fire. Corporal Orchid did his job and later was awarded the Bronze Star Medal. Are we here at home doing our job, buying war bonds and stamps? Remember that the war in Europe is over, but the war in the Pacific is still going on. It costs plenty of money. Uncle Sam will need just as much this year as he did last year. Money that we lend him with our purchases of war bonds and stamps. And now, Dick Tracy. In yesterday's story, Dick and Pat did their best to learn all about the neighborhood that had been terrorized by a gang of young hoodlums who called themselves the Nighthawks. Finally calling on Dick's old friend, Mike Flanagan, they learned of conditions that were mighty serious and made arrangements through Flanagan to meet a couple of the boys who had been victims of the gang, hoping that this interview might also explain the reason why the boys no longer went to their boys' club, run by Ronald Framer. Today we find Dick Patton Jr. in their car. Tracy is explaining to Junior some of the facts of the case. Listen. Hey, you see, Junior, Pat and I went to see Mike last night, and it's through him we'll be able to meet these boys. Uh, apparently, they're friends of his. That's right. He said they'd like to come in and have him tell them stories. Sounds like quite a man. Now, he is, Junior. One of the finest men I've ever met. And he's lived in the same house since long before the days of the automobile. But these Nighthawks that you mentioned, what sort of boys are they? Are they about as old as I am? Well, I'm not sure, Junior. That's one of the things I want to clear up tonight. I thought I'd have you with us so the boys would feel a little more at ease. You want me to ask him any special questions? No, I don't think that'll be necessary. Uh, Dick promised Mike Flanagan that he wouldn't make the boys squeal in any members of the gang. I wouldn't want to do that either. Unless, of course, they'd been doing something serious enough to warrant it. Tell me, Dick, why didn't you treat that robbery just like any other case? Uh, You mean that business at Bickleford's? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure, Junior, that the job was done by members of this Nighthawk gang. If so, I'd hesitate to arrest the boys and throw them in jail. Gee, that's a decent way to feel, Dick. Oh, in the eyes of the law, they're regular criminals. Well, it's been my experience that jailing wouldn't cure the situation that exists. Uh, Pat. Yes, Dick? Uh, better pull over here and park the car. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Here we are. I don't want to go to Mike's house the same way we did last night. And neither do I. That was milk bottles crashing within inches of my head. Gee, must be a tough bunch around here. I'm glad you two are with me. Take this thing to the back of Mike's house and cut through the alley. That way nobody will see us. I called Mike during the day and told him to leave the back door open. Down this way. Golly, Dick, I just can't get it through my head why fellas from a neighborhood like this, or any other for that matter, 
wouldn't be glad to go to a club like the one Mr. Framer's given them. Well, that'll all come out in time. I hope we can clear it up before some of these boys have to go to jail. At least that'd teach them a lesson. Yes, Junior, it would. But not the kind of lesson I want them to have. Now, here we are. These stairs lead up to Mike's back door. Well, well, step in, step in. Hello, Mike. Hello, Dick Pat. Hello, Mike. I'm not saying anything to the young man till I get him into the light. Oh, so that's it. I wondered if you didn't like my looks or something. Looks have little to do with it where I'm concerned. It's a man's eye I look at and the feel of his handshake. Now, let's step in here. Now, sit down, sit down. My boys will be here any minute now. My bones are starting to creak. It's this late spring that does it. Now, Junior, come over here and stand in front of me. Hmm. Good-looking boy. Shake hands. How do you do, Mr. Flanagan? You'll do. You'll do fine. And you're going to grow into a fine man. You can sit down now. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mike, uh, did you have any trouble getting the boys to come here? Not in the least. You see, the name of Dick Tracy is one to conjure with. <laughs> no, they said... That... Ah, there they be now. Uh, you want me to let them in, Mike? No, Pat, I'll go. I always answer the door myself. All right now, all right. How oh, that fella stood it all these years, I never knew. Gee, Dick, he seems like a grand old man. He is, Junior. He's done more good for the people in this neighborhood than anyone else. Now, just go on in, the two of you, and make yourselves known. Remember, he may be Dick Tracy to you, but he's just as much a friend of mine. Well, here they are, Dick. Oh, come in, boys. I'm Dick Tracy. This is Pat Patton, and this is Junior. How do you do? Hi, fellas. Well, speak up, speak up. Has the cat got your tongue? Well, there'll be nothing to do but for me to make the introductions. Dick, this little man is Roger Sweeney. Hello, Roger. And this one is Fabian McAllister. Hello, Fabian. Now say, how do you do, or I'll snatch you both bald-headed. How do you do? Oh, oh, sit down, boys, and don't look so scared. Come on over and sit on this couch alongside of me. Plenty of room for the three of us. Gee, thanks. I'll sit in the middle. (laughs) There, how's that? That's okay. Say, the fellas call you Fabe? That's right. It's short for Fabian. I'm kind of glad they do, because I don't like the name Fabian. I don't see anything wrong with it. It's no worse than going through life being called Junior. (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing at, Roger? I was just thinking of what you'd say if you knew my middle name. What is it? I don't want to say. Come on, Roger, tell him. Honest, Junior, it's no worse than Fabian. Yeah, go ahead, Roger, tell me. Well, I'll tell you if you promise you won't call me by it. Okay, it's a promise. Runnymede. What? Runnymede. Gosh, that is a name. Runnymede. Yeah, some of the guys found it out and they began to call him Runny Nose. Boy, that was a day. I guess Roger had to lick three guys the same day. Yeah, that's the day Fabe and I became friends. He came to my rescue and wouldn't let the other fellas pile on me. He made them let me take them one at a time. Gee, that must have been something. And by the way, Roger, it looks as though somebody has been calling your names again. Where did you get that black eye? I said, where did you get that eye? Do I have to tell? Oh, I don't think Mike will insist. After all, a man's got the right to have a black eye once in a while. Gee, certainly a beaut. Purple, blue, green, and a little touch of yellow. Say, what does the other guy look like? (laughs) Uh, Tell me, Roger. Have you been to Mr. Framer's Boys Club lately? No, I haven't, Mr. Tracy. Neither have I. Now, what's the reason? 
I remember you used to tell me how much you enjoyed it. Well, well, I I quit on just had a little one trouble, at a time now, one at a time, so we can get the straight of it. You tell him, Rog. Okay. Well, we wouldn't mind going to the club, but the rest of the gang lie in wait for us and give us the winks. That's why I got this eye. Sure, that's where he got that eye. He went up there to finish a ship's model he started, and they give it to him on the way home. Yeah, and he busted in last night and wrecked the place. Broke all the airplane models and swiped the tools and just made a mess of the place. And that's why we come here tonight, Mr. Tracy. Roger and I talked it over, and we thought if we told you all about it, you could put those guys where they belong. Yeah, it's been going on for months. And it's just because we won't join their gang on Nighthawks. That's right. I got a note last night. It was shoved under my desk at school. It said, I better join up while I had the chance. But I'm not gonna. Neither am I. Well, it was only last night some woman had her purse stolen while she was walking along the street. Now, I'd never do a thing like that. Yeah, that case was reported to me. Gee, it was? Yes, and I have a pretty good description of the boys who did it. For once, the woman kept her head. Of course, she was excited when she called me up, but her description was mighty accurate. Accurate enough so we could send men out looking for the boys. Yeah, I bet you don't get them. What makes you so sure of that? Gee, I feel the same way. Why are you both so sure? Because they've been getting away with stuff like that for months. Why, Johnny... Huh? The... Name, no names. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Flanagan. That's all right, Fabian. Go ahead with your story, but be a little more careful. Yeah, okay, I'll try to be. Well, you know, I've had some experience in matters of this sort. And always the gang has to have a hideout to operate successfully. Do you think these boys have? I'm sure of it. Gee, sounds as if they were a professional gang. They are, Junior, and mighty well organized. Any idea how many in the gang? Oh, I'd say between 15 and 20. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a question I'm sure you won't mind answering. Uh, what are their ages? Oh, they're all about like us, maybe a couple years younger, some a couple years older. And I suppose, like all gangs, they have a leader? Well, all I have to say is that Pat and I are going to put a stop to all this. And we're going to do it right now. Gee, would you want us to spread the weight around that Dick Tracy was after them? No. Not a word of it. No, sir, I forbid it. You boys aren't to say one single word about meeting and talking with the inspector. And I agree with that completely, Mike. Now, I'm going to tell you something about my plans. Maybe you two will be able to help me a little while later. But for the present, mum's the word. You know, Dick, this may not have been such a good idea of yours to prowl this neighborhood. I don't like the idea of getting knocked on the skull with a brick or something. Well, I want to learn a little more about the neighborhood, Pat. And I want an excuse to get out of the house and leave the three boys alone. Uh, they certainly seem to hit it off with Junior. Well, when we left, they were going in one of the back rooms of Mike to look at his collection of pictures of battle flags. Turn this alley, Pat. Now stop right here. Hey, what's up? We're being followed. Stand here in the shadows. No noise now. Couple of boys. You think they were trailing us? I'm pretty sure of it. I know how we can find out, though. Follow me. Yeah, what are you going to do? Walk around the block a bit. See the same two boys. As... Wait a minute. I see them. They just passed under that street light ahead. Yeah, they were joined up by two other boys. Now they split up. And the pair that followed us have gone on. The new pair are waiting near the side of that house. And one of the second pair of boys is a brown leather jacket on. Yeah, I saw that. And they're pretty big, too. Well, if I didn't know better, I'd think they were grown men. Come on, Pat. We'll soon see if what I think is right. The minute we turn this corner, duck in the nearest doorway. Here they come. Did you see that, Pat? 
I sure did. Come on, let's go. In a moment, we return to Dick Tracy. But first, boys and girls, it's second message time on this VE Day. You know, when we buy war bonds, we're lending our government money to buy many things from bombers down to bullets. Yes, and those small bullets are plenty important, too. Just ask anyone in the infantry. They use millions of them. And when they don't have them, well, that's not going to happen. Not as long as we continue to deliver the goods. And that reminds me of a story about something that happened in Italy when the going was toughest. An American machine gun section had been fighting off a determined German assault. They had succeeded so far, but they desperately needed more belts of bullets. Fifty yards away from the group was an American infantryman who sized up their, sized up their, their situation. Grabbing a box of ammunition, he ran courageously toward the machine gunners, with rifle bullets hitting inches from him, artillery shells bursting within 15 yards. But he delivered the goods at the risk of his life. Have you been delivering the goods... Those machine gun bullets can't go forward without your war bonds. And your war bonds start them on the trip to the front. Send our fighting infantrymen the ammunition they need. It's up to you and up to me, to all of us, to buy those bullets with war bonds. And now back to Dick Tracy. Robbery, 44 East Boulevard. Cars 9 and 5 proceed there. That is all. Step on it, Pat. Immediately, Tracy's thoughts turn to the gang known as the Nighthawks. Is this another of their crimes? You'll know tomorrow, so tune in again, same time, same station, for The Adventures of Dick Tracy, directed by Wiley Adams, and this is George Gunn speaking. Boys and girls every day, thousands and thousands of new friends join the ranks of fans who faithfully follow the adventures of Dick Tracy and Pat Patton. We don't mean just youngsters either. No, indeed, there are plenty of grown-ups who are listening in, too. And did you know this? All over America, and in other countries as well, more than 200 newspapers feature the daily adventures of Dick and Pat. And each weekday, another episode of Dick Tracy, one of your favorite radio broadcasts, comes to you at the same time over more than 100 radio stations from coast to coast. So listen to Dick Tracy Monday through Friday. Don't miss tomorrow's chapter. Listen to Dick Tracy on the Trail of the Nighthawks. This is the Blue Network of the American Broadcasting Company.